Hi everyone, my name is Christopher Vonheim and you're listening to the BIN podcast. Simply the podcast for those who want to learn from the very best in business, tech and entrepreneurship. Let's start the show. All opinions expressed by Christopher Vonheim or his guests on this podcast are only their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of BIN. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Christopher Vonheim as a specific reason to invest or follow a particular strategy but only as an expression of his opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome back, everyone. Very happy to once again be joined by Eystein doing a quick presentation for us. And Eystein, thank you so much for keeping this tradition alive. Uh, good to be back, Christopher. I guess it's a year since last time. Perfect. Do you just want to start with the presentation and then we can take the Q&A afterwards? Yeah, perfect. Sure. So um, should we just jump into it? So <clears throat> the energy crisis, uh, the energy crisis has now become so big and so many he headlines about it. It's actually our own Wikipedia page now, 2021 global energy crisis. And, you know, it's been going on now for quite some time and uh, uh, it's becoming worse here in Europe. Uh, we had a uh, uh, beginning of October, the, the prices went record high and President Putin, he came to the uh, market and said, uh, promise more supply from Russia, that has not really materialized. So prices are now back at record high. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of political uh, uh, complications because people are not really happy about uh, the gas prices and even here in Norway, uh, the government has now gone in and uh, subsidized the price of electricity, which is uh, at least the uh, first time I can remember that happening. So if we just jump to the next page and we can have a look at some of the reasons there. So as I mentioned, we had very high prices in October. This is monthly aggregate. So it, it kind of it doesn't really show the intraday movement in prices. I think 6th of October was the peak. Then uh, the Asian gas prices fall, jumped from like $35 to $56 in one day. And then they bounced back to around 35 the next day after Putin made his remarks about uh, more Russian gas flows. So, But now they are back up to almost $40. But this time it's happening both in uh, Europe and in Asia. Uh, Europe has been slow to uh, fill up their uh, gas inventories and are now facing a a big shortage uh, and that's driving up the, the European prices uh, at par with the Asian prices and usually the European prices are at a discount to to the Asian prices as it uh, takes uh, a longer route to, to transport uh, cargoes to Asia generally than, than Europe. So that is also creating some implication for the freight market. Ton mileage is dropping and that's why uh, the, the 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 spot market is also becoming a bit softer, but what we should also take into note here, you know, we were presenting our Q3 numbers a month ago, uh, and then kind of the summer prices for Asian gas and European gas was at around fifteen dollars. Today they are ten dollars higher, just one month later. So we've really seen the curve being pushed up, not only on the front end, but also throughout the whole of 2022. So, so we have uh, not only a shortage this year, but we will have a shortage 
next year as well because inventories after this winter will be so low that restocking demand will be extremely high and and we see that uh, by 2023 we are getting into more normal levels although still pretty elevated prices above ten dollars both in uh, europe and asia uh, in 2023, which is pretty pretty high prices, and it's higher than the oil contracted price, which is uh, you know converging at around uh, ten dollars. So if we jump to the next uh, slide, uh, this is a slide from our Q3 report. This is you can see the demand growth for LNG from January to October, and we could see that the Asian markets were grabbing market share from. From Europe, Europe was the region where we had some decline, also somewhat in India, but a big decline in Europe. And, and this was caused by the Asian nations being willing to pay whatever it takes to get their cargo. So China growing close to 20%, same with South Korea. And we have had this big drought in Brazil. So Brazil has actually been growing tremendously, uh, 350%, 5 million tons. This is a country that usually hasn't been importing a lot of, uh, of LNG the last couple of years, but this year has been importing a lot. So, so cargo has been diverted from Europe and I've updated the, the storage numbers now for, uh, for Europe. Europe is now at 62% filled storage, which is like 20 percentage point below where they usually are. And in the event of a cold winter, these storages will be empty when we are getting out of the winter. So, so that's why we have this energy crisis. Europe hasn't been able to push up their inventories ahead of the winter and are now desperate and are now willing to pay also whatever it takes to get cargoes. So if we jump to, to the next slide, um, we do see that, uh, you know, you shouldn't have, when you see this spot rate, you, you, you are, you, you're not thinking that you are in a market that is softening. Rates are at around $200,000 per day. If rates were jumping from 150 to 200 uh, people, uh, you know, the market would be on fire. But now it's been dropping from 300 to 200 levels. So people are a bit, uh, bit uh, more pessimistic. Uh, these are the tri fuel rates. So uh, given the high gas prices, it's of course uh, a big advantage having an efficient ship, which can also transport more gas. So the MEGI XDF or the, the modern tonnage is trading at a premium, according to Sparks, of around $54,000 to these numbers. And these are different uh, indexes. It's the Baltic and the Spark, uh, but still at pretty good levels. But it has softened uh, the last month or so because the European gas prices have been pushing up. And that means that more of this cargo from US has gone to Europe rather than taking the longer route uh, to Asia. And, and actually congestion in Panama has somewhat eased as well. So if we jump to the next slide, but uh, despite the spot market rates softening, we don't see the same thing happening with the term rates. So this is the one-year term rate uh, from Fernlis and the three-year term rate from Affinity. They've be basically been stabilizing. So the one-year time charter rate from, from Fernlis is at 125, reflecting the fact that <laughs> gas demand will be very high next year. 
there will be a lot fewer ships coming to the market next year. Volume growth will probably be pretty high next year as well, because U US is pushing up with uh, a lot of new volumes and will probably be the biggest exporter in the world already in 2022. I think this is a bit ahead of people's expectations. And then the three-year rate uh, is yeah, around $95,000. This is a, a pretty good and uh, a firm rate. We see that we are coming from a market where these rates were basically at around 60,000. They are now a lot better. For us, uh, the last uh, slide I do think I have is uh, just our portfolio. So of course we've been fixing a lot of ships this year. Now eight or nine ships been fixed on longer term contracts. And then I'm meaning three to five years, uh, ten years. Uh, the, it will be eight, uh, it will be nine if, if Chenier is uh, taking the option for the fifth ship, which is Flex Volunteer. So we do see that Flex Freedom uh, will be going on a five-year charter in, in uh, in Q1 next year, Constellation is already on a three-year charter, and Everanger and Vigilant gone to Chenier for three to 3.8 year. Aurora will go to Chenier uh, Q3 next year. Uh, Courageous and Resolute will uh, go on three plus two plus two time charters uh, early next year. Flex Rainbow, which just recently extended by one year to Q1 23. Uh, Flex Volunteer is the ship we have in the spot market, so she's been uh, doing pretty well in, in Q4, uh, and, and uh, we do expect her to go to Chenier on a three-and-a-half-year contract starting up Q3 next year. And then we have three ships which has been on index, which we also have got a good benefit from having ships tied to the spot market uh, in in, uh, in end of, of this year. This is Flex Artemis, which is on a five-year index. Flex Amber and Enterprise also on shorter indexes. So uh, all in all, <laughs> pretty good coverage for, for next year. Really the only thing we have open now is, uh, is uh, a small gap on Aurora during the summer. Well, Volunteer will stay open in the spot market until uh, Q3 next year, and where we will figure out whether she will go to, to Chenier, which we do expect, and then enterprise declaration of that option will also materialize soon but we do expect also her to continue on uh, on uh, our existing charter so so all in all very good and robust coverage for next year and also into 23 and 24. so that's it uh from the lng updates uh, markets are going up and down but still pretty strong market and outlook for next year with these high gas prices are also very compelling in my view. So, Merry Fleximus. Over the last years, we have tried to give our community the best possible content on business, investing and entrepreneurship. If you have enjoyed this free content over time and find it valuable, it would be amazing if you want to support us by making a small donation in our Patreon. Just click the link in the description to have a look. If you want to watch this episode as well, please head over to our YouTube and make sure to subscribe to our channel.